Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to our Unity in the Community event. Can we all just stand for a second? I want you to give yourself a hand for being here. Come on, come on. Amen, amen. Well, thank you all for being here. I think it's very important that we um, come together as a community. We come together um, as a church, we come together. Um, just ask the world, just come together in unity um, and love and solidarity towards one another. And so uh, we created this event uh, because I believe that uh, it, it takes all of us uh, to put our hands, our feet, our voices um, in the community to make us one. And with our law enforcement and, and making sure that we are encouraging and, and continue to equip and uh, just hold each other hand where we can. And so we're going to start out in prayer. And as I call um, those who are going to pray with us, and I just want everybody just to give your heart and your mind. Uh, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray that uh, during this time that our law enforcement and those leaders of the community and uh, pastors and leaders are able to uh, navigate the times, and they're able to understand and really have wisdom. Uh, wisdom and knowledge to understand how to deal with what's going on. 
and that they are strengthened even in this time. And so we're going to start and pray. And you keep the music going for me. Um, we're going to start and pray and, and we'll go forward. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you. We honor you, God. We love you, Jesus. Father, I pray. Lord, I pray that every wall, every wall, God, that tries to come to divide, that wall is diminished, God, and destroyed. Father, I pray that this day we welcome it to you right now. We welcome this moment to you right now. Father, we are all created by you, and we thank you for being the author and the finisher of all things. Father, we pray right now that the hearts and the minds of men, the hearts and the minds of this world be awakened to see you, God. You are love. You are who we, who we need, God. We need you during this time. Father, I pray strength right now. Strength right now over every law enforcement agent. Strength over every leader. Strength over our president. Strength over our legislators. Father, we pray strength right now. We pray wisdom, God. We pray knowledge, God. We pray, God, that they're able to navigate. They're able to understand. They're able to give rules and, and, and un, um, words, God, that will bring peace and that will bring joy. That will bring truth to the hearts of men. Father, we ask you to reveal yourself. Let us to uh, help us to understand these times. Lord, in the shaking, God, we ask you that boldness come upon each one of us. We pray that boldness come upon each one of us. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. Lord, continue to lead and guide us. Help us to know. Help us to see. Help us to interpret your divine will, your counsel during this time. We thank you right now in Jesus' name. Mercedes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we bless you in this place. God, we declare that you are so good, Father. That you are so worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. God, we thank you, Father God. We come in here in one heart, one mind, one accord, Father God. Thank you, God. We just honor you. We're just so honored to be in your presence, Lord. We are so honored to be here, united with our brothers and our sisters in Christ, Father God. We just, God, we just declare unity in this place. We declare unity in our land, Father God. We declare unity in our homes and in our communities, God. We come against every spirit of division, Lord. Every spirit of division that has caused division in our communities and our homes, God. We just come against, um, God. We just come against um any hatred, Father God. Any hardened hearts, Lord, that would not allow us to love our neighbors as ourselves, God. We just come against it right now in Jesus' name. We declare an outpouring of your spirit, Lord, an outpouring of your love like never before. Hallelujah. Thank you to do what you is transform hearts and minds, God. Turn hearts of stone into hearts of flesh, oh God. If they may see you, God, give them, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, God. Hallelujah. What you are doing in the earth. Thank you, Father God, for the mighty move that you are doing in this earth, God. Thank you that you're raising up your people, Father God, to take a stand, God, against the attacks of the enemy. Just take a stand. 
in, Father God, with the enemy's agenda, Lord God, in our communities and in our nation and in the nations, Father God. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are mighty. We thank you that nothing is too hard for you. Thank you, Father God, when 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 um, when when fickle God, when fickle humans may look and think that unity is impossible, God. Thank you that we are united through the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you that we are united through the cross and through the sacrifice of your Son, God. We thank you, Father. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you that we are united in you. Thank you, Father God, for just our identity is in you and you alone, God. Our identity is in you and you alone. We come against every idol of race that's been raised up, God. Every idol of race that's been raised up, Father God. Hallelujah. That we are one in you, Lord. We are one in you, Lord. We are one in you, Lord. We will move as one in you, Lord. We will move united in you. We will move by your spirit and your spirit alone, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God, for your protection, Lord God. Thank you for your protection uh, over our law enforcement. Hallelujah. Thank you for supernatural protection over them, Lord, as they go out and they do your work. Thank you for the conviction of the Holy Spirit, God. We thank you that they will be received in their communities, Lord God. That they will, we thank you for just a, 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 um, a resurrection. Uh, a renewal of the relationship between law enforcement and their communities, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that they will learn to embrace each other, God, with love, God, on both ends, God. They will learn to, to see uh, one another as, as the way that you see them, Father God. We thank you, Lord God, that we see with your eyes, God. We see with your eyes, Father God. We thank you that, that we are all created in your image, Lord. We are all created in the image of the almighty God. Hallelujah. And we repent, Father God, right now. If we've ever looked upon our brothers and our sisters and we haven't seen you, Lord. We haven't seen your image in them, Father. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise, Lord. We thank you that nothing is too hard for you. We thank you for supernatural revival, supernatural unity, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you right now that first and foremost for the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who Christ is in each and every one of us, Lord, to be honest today. Lord, I thank you so much for allowing us to be part of bringing the change that needs to happen in the world today. Father, I thank you that we were all born for such a time as this, Lord. You put us on the earth for such a time as this. And Lord, I just thank you right now that racism must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Division must bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Violence has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, that you give your angels charge over all of us to keep us in all of our ways, Lord. Your blood cleanses us and covers our lives, Lord. I just thank you, Father, for unity coming into the church, God, in a way that it never has been before, Lord, because when we're united, we will be that city set on a hill that will not be hidden, God, what you have called us to be, Lord. I thank you, Father, that when your love is the root source of our life, God, that's what will flow out of us to the people around us, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that we will draw circles of your love instead of lines of division, God. I just thank you, God, for circles of love being drawn by the church in the name of Jesus. Father, I think that Thank you that you have made us to be the head and not the tail. Above only, never beneath, first, not last. We are victors, not victims, God. And so, Father, I thank you that we stand from a place of victory, God. 
And when we do that, Lord, we will shine the light of your love and your grace to those around us, Father. And I just thank you for the significance of this moment in the, in the earth, Lord. That mighty things are going to happen. That revival is going to happen, God. It may not look like what we thought it was going to look like. It's going to be bigger and it's going to be better. In the name of Jesus, Lord, you know that people have been praying for years for this to happen. And Father, I thank you that this is our time. This is our time to come together as the church, Lord. And I thank you for it. Lord, I thank you that big things are happening right now. Even as we speak this moment here at this church, God, big things are being birthed right here in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, God. We just continue in that vein, Lord God. I just continue um, thanking you, Lord God, just for who you are, Lord God, for your love. I thank you, Lord God, that Jesus said that people would know that we were your disciples by the love that we have one for another. And I thank you, Lord God, for the love that is stirring up in this place, for the love that is stirring up in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, Father God. I ask you, Lord God, to just continue to do a work in your body, Father God. We are the light. We are a city on a hill, Father God, that people will see, Father God. And we need the unity, Lord God. You have created us, Lord God, as from one blood, Lord God. Your word says that through one blood, Lord God, you created all the nations of the earth, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, for your blood, Lord God. I thank you for the blood that was shed for us, Lord God. And that because of that, Lord God, we can walk, Lord God, united in faith, in you, Father God. I thank you, Lord God, that all of this that we're doing today, Lord God, doesn't fall on deaf ears. You hear, Father God, and you will perform your word, Father God. I just thank you for each and every person that is here, Lord God. Continue to do a work in all of our hearts, Lord God. Search us, Lord God. Allow us, Lord God, to continue to humble ourselves, to empty ourselves, Lord God, of, of us, Lord God, so that we can be true ambassadors, that we can be true oracles, Lord God, of you, Father God, that we will speak what thus says the Lord, not what our flesh wants to say, not what we think we should say, Father God, but that we speak according to the word of God. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you that you are uniting us as one. And we give you all the praise and the glory, Lord God. We thank you for each and every heart that is here, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God. Your word says the, that on the truth of who you are, you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it, Father God. And we thank you that you are uniting your church. You are uniting your remnant to stand in this last and evil day, Father God. And we thank you, Lord God, that our fight is against the kingdom of darkness. It's not against each other, but it's against the kingdom of darkness, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, for your son. And I thank you, Lord God, that you were the forerunner, Lord Jesus, to show us the way. And we follow after you right now in the name of Jesus. Prick our hearts, Lord God. Renew us, restore us, Lord God. Join us by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can we just lift our hands really quick? Turn that up for me and just pray in your own way just for a second. Can you just embrace him just for a moment? Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Turn it up just a little bit for me. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. He said, come to me all who are weary and well in labor. I will give you rest. You will find rest. There's a rest in God. 
There's a rest in God. There's a peace in Him. There's a peace in Him. There's a peace in Him. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Our peace is in him. Our joy is in him. We will always find it in him. So, Father, we pray right now. We pray right now. We pray, God, that our hearts and our minds are pointed towards you. And all that we go through and all things that happen, God, in this life. We know that you are the author and the finisher of all things. Father, we pray right now that every mind, every heart, every will. You said, who are your brothers and sisters of those who do the will of the Father? So we come together as brothers and sisters, as one in Christ. And we pray, God, that our hearts are poured first towards you. I want you to point your hand toward, just point your hand towards any officer that you see in here. And we're going to pray straight towards them right now. Father, right now, we send a spirit of encouragement, equipping God. We pray that your heart and your mind, Father, just encourage, encourage them right now. Show yourself to them. Lord, we thank you for the sacrifice, the service of all that they do and those who do it with them, God. We pray for our community leaders. We pray for our community law enforcement, God. Thank you, Lord, that you have put law in their hearts, God. Father, we pray right now that they are equipped and empowered to do the work and the will that you called them to do. Father, we pray that every weight, every weight is lifted right now. Lord, every principality that's even over this city, that's even over this country, Father, we declare it broken and it's lifted right now. Father, we pray that unity, that clear clarity, God, there will not be no confusion, but there will be understanding in oneness, God. Understanding in unity, God. That we don't see, that we our eyes are purified by the blood of Jesus Christ. That our eyes are pierced by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray strength upon them right now. And strength upon everyone in the community now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you are doing. For who you are. We pray it right now. In Jesus Christ's name. Come on, can you give yourself a hand? Come on, give God a hand clap. Amen. Amen. You may be seated just for a moment. We want to welcome you today and thank you for joining us today to our Unity in the Community event. How many know that we should be doing this more often? <laughs> it shouldn't take a shaking for us to come together. And so I, I believe that we can start doing this definitely more often, that we can come and learn about each other and love on each other as we should. Amen. At this time, we are going to uh, begin to start eating and uh, prepare uh, with the preparation of the food. 
Um, we have a, a wonderful catering um, company back there. Cooking with Love Catering. Come on, give them a hand clap. They have always asked, say, Pastor, how can we serve the community? How can we cook for our community? How can we cook for the law enforcement? They've been asking me since they've been here. And so we're excited to be able to have the opportunity to serve. Amen. Um, what we're going to do is, um, as we are uh, taking care of the food, we ask that we ask our, uh, our law enforcement to um, be fed first. And after following that, if the parents and the children um, will go together. <laughs> and uh, we are practicing social distancing, so just leave a little room and um, we'll be able to get our plates. And we, following our plates, we're going to come and sit and we're just going to share some things from the heart of God. Amen. And so without further ado, if you love the food, I want you to just let them know thank you for serving the food. And if you want more information about the catering service, please see uh, Sister Joanne after the service. Amen. Awesome. Well, without further ado, we're going to start with our law enforcement and um, give them a hand for being here. Thank you. We definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Give yourself a hand for being here. The pastors and apostles that are here, we definitely appreciate and honor you for being here today. Amen. All right. Well, we were going to start eating. And uh, in about 10, 15 minutes, we'll come back and we'll continue. Amen. While they're going there, we're going to do it by sections. You all can also start um, making your way to eat if you like. Thank you. I've tried so hard to see it. It took me so long to believe it But you choose someone like me To carry your victory Perfection could never earn it You give what we don't deserve it You take the broken thing and praise them to glory you are my champion Giants fall when you stand undefeated Every battle you've won And I am who you say I am you crown me with confidence, I am seated in the heavenly place, I'm defeated with the one who is conquered it all. 
you gave i'm going to skip around but this is what these are the words that he gave me um it says we live in a time where people oppose authority 
Many want to self-govern themselves and have a you can't tell me what to do attitude. It's prevalent in our schools. Teachers are disrespected. It's prevalent on our jobs. I actually heard of a woman who put her boss in a chokehold. Kids disrespect and talk back to parents. Parents disrespect authority figures in front of their children. So I'm skipping over, but I'm going to say as believers, our response to authority isn't dictated by our opinions or our feelings, but rather by the word of God. God tells us to submit to authority. So in obedience to him, we submit. For there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God, according to Romans 13, 4. So um, there's a prayer in here as well to pray for our, um, our officers. And so I'm going to read the prayer. And if you all just come into agreement, but this is the prayer that God gave me. Father, we lift up all of our first responders, our police officers. We pray protection over their lives, according to Psalm 16 and one. We ask you to cover them not only physically, but also cover their hearts and minds as they encounter difficult situations. Psalms 119, 114. We pray that those who have chosen to stand in these positions would submit to you so that they will deal justly with others. Others, according to James 4, 7. We pray for sound minds, according to 2 Timothy 1, 7. We pray for their family members. Give them peace of mind as their loved ones leave each day to serve. We lift up each of them to, to you and ask you to cover them each day. May no weapon formed against these men and women prosper, according to Isaiah 54, 17, in Jesus's name. And then the one other thing that I wanted to read, it has a, um, each page has focus questions where you kind of pull out your pen and I ask you stuff. So this one to me is really good because it makes you think. According to scripture, rulers and authorities are instituted by God for our good to curb bad conduct and evil doings. Furthermore, when we submit to earthly authorities, which is the laws, police officers, we are ultimately submitting to God who delegates authority. Does this change your thoughts about how we are to respond to the authority figures? So I'll leave you with that comment. And say again, thank you, sirs, for being here. Officer uh, Pruitt and Officer. And and you know what? You're so awesome because I left my notes sitting right over there. So <laughs> thank you so much for uh, helping me out. Helping us out Because I was like, oh, wow, where's my notes? Officer Pruitt and Officer Dunn, thank you for taking your time out today to come and be with us. And we just support you guys. And we want you to know that we do support you. We thank you for all that you're doing. Amen. Thank you so much for that, Angela. Bless you. Next up, we're going to have a former officer, Minister Kelvin Jasper, to come up. He was with the Louisiana Police Department, and he's just going to share um, some encouraging words for us. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. How y'all doing? All right, all right. Well, first of all, thank you guys for coming. Thanks for everyone for coming. Um, we just wanted to say from BCC um, that we want to thank you. Because I, okay, being in law enforcement and everything, sometimes we don't get those things. Um, and what I want to say is this right here. Um, being in law enforcement in Louisiana, um, I had this story I was going to share with you guys. I thought about it this morning. You know, remember, uh, my buddy of mine, his name was Alan. And Alan and I, after getting off a morning shift, we always would go have a breakfast at a certain spot. And at a certain spot we have breakfast at, we felt that's a spot where we can relax and we felt the love. So when we were talking about doing something like this, and I say that's something that that I don't feel that that that's always put out. Someone where you can just say, feel the love, or you can just relax after a long night shift, especially a night shift. Different things that goes on, you know, you have to deal with. But you can go somewhere, have a good breakfast with a friend, 
and then go home to your family safe and sound. So guys, thank y'all again, once again, for coming. Thank you community for coming. And like I said, we appreciate y'all. And, and if anything y'all need from BCC, Believers Connection, please stop in. If you got a minute to just hear a message or two, stop in while on duty. Because sometimes while y'all doing your thing, just to have a quick message to carry along while you're doing your duty is something that's very encouraging. So that's all I had to say, guys. Thank y'all again. Thank everyone again. And enjoy the meal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. It's such a blessing. Thank you so much for that. Next, we are going to ask one of the officers to come up and just share um, a testimony and, and something encouraging. Come on, give him a hand as he comes. We honor you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Um, Pastor wanted me to come out and talk a little bit. Uh, first, let me say this. Um, if you are interested in coming and do a write out with one of us, you're more than welcome to do that. Okay. You're more than welcome to do that after COVID, of course. <laughs> so after COVID, um, we can give you our business card. We give it to the pastor. You can get in contact with us. And if you're interested in, in seeing what we actually do to come out and uh, ride with us for a shift, uh, you guys are more than welcome to do that. So I wanted to um, um, offer that to you guys. Just say thank you. Um, pastor asked me to uh, speak for a little bit. I didn't know what to really say. To be honest with you, um, I started looking at unity in the community. And uh, the first thing I see is unity. What is that? Um, I see unity as a relationship, uh, a marriage, maybe. So with those relationships, there has to be trust. We have to build trust. And in trust there must be communication. There has to be hard questions that need to be asked. And sometimes we may not agree, but at least we are coming to the table to communicate and talk. Um, let me ask this. How many people, the adults of course, are married? Outstanding. 40 years or more, great, that is, out, that is outstanding. Uh, let me ask you, the ones that are married, when you met your spouse, did you marry them the next day? <laughs> so no one met their spouse and married them the next day. Is that, is that correct? You sure? Why is that? It takes time to build that trust, that communication, that relationship. So as a relationship, as a marriage, it takes time. Uh, I hope that having coming here today builds that relationship and furthers that relationship for years to come um, because we are here for you. We work for you. Um, you are the ones that
tell us what we need to do and we will do it. Okay. Um, I had a couple of stories, but I didn't want to go too long. <laughs> but uh, really, I just wanted to say thank you for inviting us here. We are here to help you guys. Uh, we're here to fellowship. Uh, thank you for the food, uh, the, the ones that, that have prepared it. Bless you. Uh, it is it is it was it was wonderful. Thank you for that. And I didn't get the cornbread. And whoever mentioned the cornbread, I apologize. I, I may have to come and get some. Um, but um, again, I I just want to say thank you for having us. Um, a relationship it, it takes time. It takes communication, asking the tough questions, um, and working together. And I think that we can do that. So that's all I have. Thank you. Oh, and get out there and vote, too. So, so. Uh, hey. Thank you so much. Bless you. Appreciate it. All right. Come on, give them one more hand. Next up, we're going to invite, uh, we have Pastor Derek and Je Pastor Jennifer Miller from Hope City, Dallas. Come on, give them a hand. They are such givers. They're such um, community leaders, and we thank God for them. So we welcome you today. Man. Uh, downstairs, upstairs. Oh, come over here and sit down with me. Uh, first of all, thank you, gentlemen, for being here. We appreciate you. We've got we're we're in uh, we're in uh, we're near the Illinois substation of DPD. And I've got some friends that are on the force. So we really appreciate what you do. And uh, we pray for you and your families. Um, we're so honored to be here. We thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. I'm only going to take a couple minutes. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and then hand it over to this powerhouse. And, and she can she can fix what I say that's wrong. Uh, I was when when Angela reached out to us to ask us to be here. We, of course, we were blown away and honored. And so the first thing I did was as a as a Bible scholar was go to the notes in the Bible. Right. The learning notes. And so. Uh, I like to read that. I'm a historian. I like to read the context. So I was reading about Paul uh, when he wrote this letter to the church at Philippi, this, this book called Philippians. And this was considered by a lot of scholars the most dear church to Paul's heart. Right? He, he launched this church. He birthed it. And uh, so he speaks very endearingly to them. And I want to read a couple of scriptures to you because, well, I'm just going to say it. Love is right. Love is right. Love wins. Love wins. Right. And uh, and I want to read this to you. It says in Philippians one, verse nine, it says in this, I pray, Paul says that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense. Did you catch that? Without offense. Right. There are so many options. So many opportunities for us to be offended nowadays or for us to speak and act in love. And we and 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 this this whole uh, uh, state that we're in as a country right now has has required a lot of people to change their minds, change their thoughts, change their actions, change their way of speaking. And it's needed. It's needed, honestly. And so I love that. And so Paul says. Paul says those things that are excellent, 
that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Christ Jesus. And point number two, that was point one, love is right. Point number two is that love serves and esteems others highly, higher than them, than yourself. And another verse, this one gets me. Same book, Philippians chapter two, verse one. Paul says, therefore, there are a lot of ifs in this verse. There are a lot of ifs, I-F, right? And Paul is speaking, uh, uh, and he already knows the answer. Isn't that wonderful about the Apostle Paul? He already knows the answer. It says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, how many of you know there's consolation in Christ? There is absolutely consolation in Christ. If there is any consolation, if there's any comfort of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy, Paul says, do me a favor. And be like-minded, be unified, act in love, speak in love. And so we just want you to know as the church and as the community, we appreciate you. We're behind you. We know that that uh, the positions that you are put in on a daily, if not hourly basis, are more difficult than a lot of us see in a year or year's times in our lives. And so we appreciate you. We support you. We love you and your families. <laughs> I love how the Holy Spirit weaves things together. You were talking about that they would know we are Christians by our love. That's what Jesus said. And one of my very, very favorite passages of Scripture is John 17. And, and it just blows my mind to think that Jesus was about to go to the cross and he was thinking about us. And he was praying for us. This is him praying to his heavenly father about us. And I just it's. It's just so overwhelming when I think when I think about it. But this is in the Passion Translation. He says, For the very glory you have given to me, I have given to them, so that they will be joined together as one and experience the same unity that we enjoy. We have the, the power to experience the same kind of unity that Jesus and the Father have. Isn't that incredible? You live fully in me, and now I live fully in them, so that they will experience perfect unity unity and the world will be convinced that you have sent me. See, the world is convinced about Jesus because of our unity. It is so important that we as a church come together. Like I said, we have this opportunity to be the city set on a hill that God has made us. And what what an incredible time that we live in in the earth. You said for such a time as this, I said that that's the story of Esther is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, but that's what's happening right now. We were all born for such a time as this to bring people together, to make a difference in the world. I, my parents are pastors. They've been pastors my whole life, been in ministry my whole life. And when we became pastors of a church, was which we were just telling Crystal, we never thought that that would be. We were, we were like, we'll do any other area of ministry but pastor. And God's like, actually, you are going to. And and he dropped us in this beautiful community of Oak Cliff. And we got to learn how to be the hands and feet of Jesus, get outside of the walls of the church and just start ministering to people. Uh, we run a dream center out of our church. And the dream center's um, slogan is find a need and fill it, find a hurt and heal it. And, and so God has given us opportunity after opportunity to do that within our community. And we're just so honored to be part of what God is doing in the earth right now. And this is just another part of that for all of us. But my, my dad told us uh, for many years, um, as you know, in the church, it's easy to get hurt in the church. It's easy <laughs> to get offended. offended. It, it, the opportunity comes a lot. But my dad said, 
he, he, this phrase has stuck with us our whole, our whole entire time in ministry. I think about it often and I say it often, but he said, if the bridge is burning in a relationship, throw water as far as you can. And so we've always done that. We've always, if it's up to us, we're going to do everything we can to put the fire out. But when all of this started, <laughs> why are you making me cry over here? When all of this started, Derek and I said, let's take that a step further. Let's be the first ones to put down the first plank to rebuilding the bridge. We're not just going to put the fire out. We're going to start rebuilding because at the end of the day, we shouldn't be standing on opposite sides of the bridge. We should all be standing in the middle together. So Angela, Pastor Joshua, and Crystal, thank you guys for having us. We're so excited to be part of rebuilding the bridge that has you know, been a gap for so long. It shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. And so we're, we just thank you guys for letting us be here today. Come on, give them a hand clap one more time. I usually don't stand on the stage anyway, so I think everybody more comfortable here. All right. How many of y'all enjoying this? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, without further ado, I'm going to invite someone that's really special to me and to this church, our apostle Howard Hatcher and Pastor Cindy. They're amazing. They actually came away from Oklahoma just to be here. Yeah, give them a hand. Come on, give them a hand. God is definitely doing things in their ministry and also uh, with them. Um, and I've been working behind the scenes with them also. And um, doors are opening. Actually, doors are opening so much so that he's actually have doors in the um, uh, in areas of the White House where he's even spoken with the uh, vice president president and um, the vice president has his ear. Um, um, and so God is moving. How many know God is moving? Even though things are shaking, God is moving. And so we just honor them for being here. Um, he is a senior pastor and he started a uh, organization, Color Free America, Color Free America. And Color Free America simply means that there is no supreme race or color but rather citizens working together for lawful expression within the bounds of the Constitution. How many of you know that we are one in Christ? Come on, how many of you really know that we are one in Christ? There is no wall of separation. Christ took that wall down. And so in, in Christ, we don't see that. We see each other as one, one blood. And so I'm not going to take too much time. I want to welcome our apostle and Dr. Howard Hatcher here. Come on, give him a hand clap. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? It's a good day, isn't it? Any any day this side of six feet under is a good day. OK, tell someone it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Uh, you know, worldwide, there have been over one million deaths due to covid. Tell someone it's good to see you. And and I, I don't I'm not going to go this conspiracy theory route, but I'm wise enough. And my wife and I are celebrating 22 years. I'm wise enough to honor the one who keeps my head together also. So would you receive Pastor Cindy just for a second? I wanted to. 22 years of marriage will teach you something. 
We are so honored to be here today with you. We do want to honor you, officers. Thank you so much for coming out. We hear your heart, and that makes a big difference to us in the community to hear your hearts. Um, thank you, community, for coming and being a part of what God is doing. We do know that there is one new man in Christ Jesus. And as we rise up and each of us use our influence, we all have influence in various places. As we all rise up and use our influence in one new man in Christ, there will be that unity. There will be that power. We will get behind what God is doing, what God is doing with the leaders. And we are that's what we're doing here today. And so we just bless you and we want to encourage you. Keep on using your mouth. Keep on using your influence. Keep on doing what you're doing because it's making the difference and the unity is for today. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. And I honor you. Well, I want to say thank you for your service. We honor you. Uh, what many people don't know is that uh, in 2015, on the average in 2015, I'll just give you a couple of statistics very quickly. Uh, the, the encounters that police had nationwide in 2015 was over 3,500,000. Can you imagine a job that required in mass in your vocation that many encounters and most of those encounters were 911 911 that doesn't mean that everything's all right they've got another number for that that means that there is a problem so we want to say thank you to law enforcement for showing up so showing up and showing up put your hands together and showing up and showing up and showing up again. We want to say thank you. Uh, let me point out just a few things. Thank you, Pastor Joshua and Crystal. Uh, you're amazing. You have our hearts. You have our hearts in a way like very few people on the planet have our hearts. Well, also, let, let's look at one more statistic before we talk about the need for unity in the community. Unity in the community. According to the statistics reported to the FBI, 89 Law enforcement officers were killed in line of duty in 2989. Now, it's striking that in 20 in 2019, 89 officers in 2019, uh, they recorded that there were approximately 12 and then they did some adjustments to the number and went up to 15 uh, black people were killed by police officers during encounters, 15. Now, these were unarmed situations. Upon review, half of those were were justified because it was a very aggressive, hostile situation. Can you hear me? I'm giving you real statistics now. Fifteen. Um, but there were 25, 15 black people unarmed. There were 25 white people killed. Let that sink in in 2019. More than the number of blacks. But watch this. And they say, well, according to the statistics... You have to look at the greater number of white people in the nation versus the 15% of the black people. However, when you have more than 50% of the violent crimes and certain things of a certain nature happening by the smaller amount of uh, demographic or culturally demographic numbers, you say, what is happening? Watch this. What people did not say is that between George Bush's time in office, you can go find it for yourself, between President George Bush's time in office and also President Obama, together, statistically, white people were dying in those same situations at the number of approximately 50 per year. Black people were in the 30s, white people were in the 50s. 
Watch this. Mid 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 30s during President Obama and President Bush's term. Now, these are real facts. So last year under President Trump, that number was actually cut in half. Come on, put your hands together. That's good news. The news isn't going to tell you the good news. They're going to make you think we've been losing for years. The community has actually been winning. But we take some of the atrocity and heinous behavior of a few that leave off of their discipline. And then we indict all police officers. And this is an injustice to all of those that are doing it right and do have the best interests of the community at heart. Now, I need to do one more thing. We have what's called. I want I'm, we're going to put our hands together again just for in just a second for you. We have what's called. PTSD. Now, hold it. Wait a minute. What is PTSD? Post-traumatic stress disorder. Whenever someone comes back from Iraq, Iran, they do a few tours of duty, they come back home, and they are done. Right? Someone say done. They don't, they're not going back out. But the drama and the trauma lives on in their minds. To the point where there's psychiatric treatment needed, there's special help needed, and there's sometimes the, the need to give prescriptions. So here's the other fact that pe people don't understand, is that when you have the majority of encounters that many of them are not positive, not they're, they're not uh, totally healthy for your mental health, it's a vocational hazard that you live with, going to where there's a problem. So here becomes the issue. Police officers don't do four years and they're done, eight years and they're done. They have to live with the statistic, statistical realities that in one year, 79 of their Patriot comrades in arms are gone. Funeral after funeral, family disaster after family disaster, highest incidence of divorce, highest incidence where their families fall into disorder and a certain amount uh, of, of frictional complications because of the occupational hazard. So we want to say that we understand that you don't get to take four years on, eight years on in service to the nation, and then you're off. You're still on the line of duty. And we appreciate that thin blue line. We want to say that tonight. Put your hands together. We appreciate, come on, put it together in a good way. We appreciate the thin blue line. But we want to make the thin blue line thicker tonight. How many of you believe that's a good idea? Especially, and I want to say some things because I'm very, I, I want to be very real about it. We can be uh, politically correct or we can be true to the circumstance. How many of you appreciate some be true to the circumstance? That's what we need. And I appreciate you saying we, we need to have some, some clear dialogue. So first I want to put up uh, color-free, crime-free. Someone said, well, color-free. Uh, Juxtapositionally, those are not something we want to entertain. Color-free does not mean uh, free from white, free from black, free from Hispanic, Latino. Every that's not what it means. Color-free means free from color bias. It doesn't mean we're color blind. It means we're not blinded by color. We're not color blind. We're just not blinded by color. And color-free also stands for. It's, it's a it's a dedication to my little brother, 27 years of age, who was who was killed by a gang member, a gang member put a, uh, in a difficult situation. A gang member did something very terrible. And because we have little ears, I'm going to use high logic. Can somebody hear me? 
I'm going to use very high logic right now. Uh, because of the uh, undisciplined parts of the human heart, someone found it necessary to do a cerebral dislocation using metal objects. And, and, and my little brother never saw it coming. And because he never saw it coming, now, this was a gang member. Gang members, what are their biggest issues? What color are you wearing? Is it red? Is it blue? Is it crip? Is it blood? Is it Latino? Is it Vato Loco Boys? Is it Latino Kings? You know, hey, bro, you come in my neighborhood, it's going to go down. You're not from this barrio, you see. And I've been to the, the mountains of Tecate. I've been all over the world. Okay, so I know the reality that really we have more classism than we have racism, but a lot of people won't tell you that. That's a reality. And I'm not saying that racism doesn't exist, but there's more classism than racism. Now, so color free really has to do with, as I was ministering to gang members and reaching them effectively, uh, I realized when we do outdoor meetings, if we call the black gangs white gangs, and I was effective at ministering to white people who were from skinhead and white supremacy, that we're going to have a bloodbath. It's going to be pastor's fault because he called these rival gangs together. And so we called it a color free, which means your skin color is not in force here. The blood of Jesus red shed for every man. That's what's in force here. So put down your colors. That's why we came up with color free. But then we realized it was a bigger issue in the classroom and a bigger issue in the communities. So color free brought us to the conclusion that when you go to a, uh, a classroom, you say we've achieved desegregation and look at our classrooms. You see every nationality there. But when the bell rings, each predominant culture, do they go with their culture walking down the hall? Groups of white, groups of black. So that means we've got surface unity in the community. And when the majority of Caucasians and the majority of African-Americans and the majority of Latinos have dinner. It's not with people of opposite colors. It means we still have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. And it goes beyond just saying, uh, your church, come over to my church and we share a pulpit. That's a start. But now it's time for the church to be the true image of the Lord Jesus Christ, laying down the walls of division. Because in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, bond nor free, male nor female. So in that statement, he killed classism. There's neither uh, uh, there's neither bond or slave or or free a master. There's neither bond. So he killed classism and then he killed sexism, male nor female. And then he says Jew nor Gentile. He dealt with racism. He dealt with the cultural divide. So the Apostle Paul addressed every one of the isms that divide into classisms, and he said in Christ it's all been destroyed. So we look at neighborhoods, police, schools, and cities. We actually have a way to unite every every school, with every precinct, with every community, with every nationality, and unite everyone in one week. And at the same time, increase property values. How many say increase property values? That's a good thing. In some places, they just had a riot. The property values went down. And it becomes impossible to ensure the, the business in that community. What if we could bring as the church United healing to the nation and put the church in the lead. Wouldn't that be awesome? How many of you understand that during the civil rights movement, there was a man in the lead by the name of Martin Luther King Jr. And he had he had white people, black people, Hispanic. There were many others other than him that were involved in the fight. So color free, crime free. We also have a way through this program where we give citizens. It's possible to give citizens power against crime at the judicial bench without changing federal or state laws. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
now more than ever, we need to really rethink citizens having power in their community without changing federal or state laws. Hopefully, if when we come back down, we'll all come together and we can do something that has never been done before in the history of America. Martin Luther King Jr. said, I have a... All right, somebody come in the room with me. I have a... We have the opportunity to complete the dream. Can you hear me? We have the opportunity to complete the dream. That's what it's time to do, complete the dream. So through communities of cooperation. Let's see. All right, thank you. As a faith community, as a faith community, we have the opportunity to join hands with law enforcement, hand in hand with arms locked. And it's going to take us locking arms, joining hand to hand with arms locked. Now, when you, uh, I was watching some of the riots and the police stood and they had a shield and they got as close as they could together. And that those are Roman tactics from the Praetorian Guard. Because you're not getting past the wall. Now we have to have citizens come together in the formation of the wall. That's what time it is. I'm gonna, and I'm going to put the concept out there today, not the principal way to do it, but just a concept. Joining hand to hand with arms locked with law enforcement. So it means taking the lead. It means taking the lead. How can we take the lead? Number one, adopt a precinct. Number one, adopt a precinct. Number two, partner with that precinct. Of, 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 there are multiple pastors here in the room and leaders. So we represent a cross-section of ministries, churches, parachurch organizations, and organizations that we're head of. And I'm over a minister's network. We have people all over the nation. I'm also involved in various boards. And I had a great face-to-face -face conversation with the vice president two weeks ago. Face-to-face, -face, he's standing right here in front of me. We had a private conversation that I'm not going to tell you what we talked about. I can only tell you that it was good. I can tell you that it was a good conversation. They're more open to bringing the healing to the nation than the news media is telling people. And we have the opportunity to be the boots on the ground. So partner with the precinct. How many are partnering with the precinct right now? Partnering with the precinct. And that means getting involved. Thank you for the invitation. I love you. Take you up on that if you can handle an okie. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> All right, partner with the precinct and then pray for the precinct, its officers and their families. Next, pray for the precinct and the officers and their families because we believe in the power of prayer. Second, we want to set the standard. Uh, set the standard. And what this means is the love verb standard through acts of service. It's time for love in action. Love in action. Then we want to set the community cooperation and collaboration standard community cooperation, collaboration standard that are working together with law enforcement. And, and there are some practical ways. I believe it's positive. It's a good thing for us to flood the nation with images that I saw a little bit ago. When Officer Dunn, Officer Doug, Officer Doug, he, he bent down and was having a genuine open interaction. Media would love to poison that. And we have to defend positive interactions because as so goes our law enforcement, so goes our nation. So we want to present positive images and set the standard of care and mutual commitment. And then here's number three. We also want to help the nation heal. 
we want to help the nation heal. We want to set the standard and we want to help the nation heal by recognizing that healing is necessary to face unprecedented times and unpredictable times. How many of you saw COVID coming? You got a word of the Lord and said, I believe that I see something coming in 30 days. We're all going to be wearing masks. We're going to be social distancing and standing in lines to get into Walmart. We didn't see it coming. Unpredictable times. In fact, I, I, I was, I, we were at our hotel last night, and the, as we were checking in, wonderful, nice hotel that Pastor Joshua put us in. And he said, you must have your mask on. And I, I felt like I was in Germany uh, during the, the times of the, 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 start, the wall. And he said, you must have your mask on. Back up to that spot over there. He said, it's a $1,000 fine if you don't have. I went, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it seven months ago that you get a $1,000 fine if, you don't, if you're within six feet of someone? And today, you might not push the limit because there's facial recognition technology. You get a, a, a ticket in the mail for violating. Oh, hold it. One other thing. Who would have saw the, the contact tracers? Has anyone heard about the contact tracers? They just hired thousands of contact tracers in New York. And so if you're at a church event or a party and one person tests positive, they collect all the names and numbers of everyone that was there. They get in contact with you and put you in forced quarantine. If you do not respond to the subpoena, you get $2,000 a day fine. And they have an entire group of people that they've now deputized and they're the disease police. They're contact tracers. They trace every contact. Who would have saw that seven months ago? Isn't it a weird world we live in right now? But I believe there's a light that's shining on the other side of this. And we're going to come out a stronger nation because we're really getting to the root of the issues. So unpredictable times, unprecedented times. Now, uh, very quickly, unprecedented times. I say unprecedented because who would have thought that a state would pass a legislative referendum statewide to defund the police, to withdraw a billion dollars from first-line responders to the most critical arenas of crisis. Do you know that in that same place, crime has already spiked over 30%? And if we follow those narratives, the same thing is going to happen nationwide. How many of you believe that's not a good idea? I believe we need to start a new movement called Refund the Police. Come on, how many of you think that's a good idea? Refund the Police. All right, so these are unprecedented times, unpredictable times. So we must heal. So on the, on the real side, we must heal from racism, classism, and division. We've got to heal from the negative stereotypes and images perpetuated by, wow, I'm almost done. For a preacher, you know that's a miracle, right? We've got to heal from negative stereotypes and images perpetuated by some of these self-serving media arms. And in order to drive home the point of what it means to uh, heal from negative stereotypes, I want to let John F. Kennedy say it as opposed to myself. Uh, how many of you believe that uh, President John F. Kennedy, God rest his soul. He's a he would probably be a good authority to listen to from his vantage point because he had access to information that we don't have access to. And this is what he said. Now, remember, I'm talking about 
negative stereotypes. We all know that demagoguery moves the masses in a direction that's self-serving during times of political heightened interest. So President John F. Kennedy at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City, April 27th, 1961, he said this to the media. And this is at the president, this is his speech, and this is to the every newspaper organization that had come, responsible globally. He said, you bear heavy responsibilities these days. And an article I read increased my understanding of the present day events that you bear upon your news media profession. And this is what John F. Kennedy said to the news media. You may remember that in 1851, the New York Herald Tribune, Tribune, New York Herald Tribune, under the sponsorship and publishing of Horace Greeley, employed at its London office a correspondent and an obscure journalist who was a foreign national journalist by the name of Karl Marx. We're told that in 1851, under the in the Herald, that Karl Marx went and asked for a measly raise, an increase of $5 per installment. His family was suffering. Karl Marx was actually uh, in a destitute situation. And he said, I just need $5. And he had a partner working in publishing named Ingalls. How many of you know those two names? Now, they said, we're not going to give you a raise. They refused him, so he left. He decided that he would start his own publication, printing. According to John F., President John F. Kennedy, he said, how much would have been different if only this capitalistic New York newspaper had treated him more kindly? History would be different if Karl Marx had been treated more kindly. But out of his frustration and his angst, he wrote the Manif Communist Manifesto, which endorsed all of the, Leninin, the Leninistic ideals. And now we have organization whose founders are hitting up things in the nation who say we're trained Marxists. The, one of the BLM founders a couple of weeks ago said, we are trained Marxists. Now, this is her speaking. These are her words, not mine. You could do your research, go Google it, and you'll see her with her own mouth say, while being interviewed three weeks ago, she says, we are trained Marxists. Now, anyone who understands that Marxism has its roots in tearing down democracy, republic, and capitalism. And now an entire generation of voters don't know that they're following certain aspects of ideological frameworks that are intent upon replacing our current form of government with another form of government. And in order to do it, you've got to dismantle and defund the police. But we're not in a hurry to give up our nation to Marxist ideas. Can somebody put your hands together if you will agree? We're not in a hurry. So we've got to look beyond the surface and understand what's really going on. Let's go to the next one. And I appreciate uh, John F. Kennedy uh, addressing those particular uh, realities. In order to heal our land, 
We must address our nation's long history of racial injustice. We must address our nation's long history and we must be honest and we must be sincere and we must make a commitment to stay at the table no matter how long it takes until we get the resolve. That's in the best interest of all. And, and many times we say, you fix it, and then you fix it. And we're saying to the police, you fix it. And, and they're saying, we can't fix it without your help. You want to ride in the squad car with us for a day? Like, yeah, do I get to carry a gun for a day? We are in Texas. <laughs> All right, so we must heal our nation, and we must acknowledge that the majority of law enforcement do not endorse nor agree with racism or excessive abuse in any use of force. We must admit that. The same way that no black person that does something wrong is representative of the entire black population, and no Hispanic person that does something wrong should be the indictment measure for the whole nation. And we cannot uh, apply that same level of heinous, unjust assessment, or we become in violation of the conscience of justice and mercy and truth. So next we must heal through immediate application of joint community and law enforcement partnerships by forming communities of cooperation. And only through a partnership are we going to be able to do it. And then finally, we must realize that in order to heal, we must not under-respond or delay in our response. We are at the, we were suffering from two crises right now. One is a pandemic of a disease called coronavirus, and the other is a pandemic of the heart where we're all being challenged to look deeper within. And I find it amazing that this virus spreads. They, one statistic showed that it spread to between 36 and 45 people before the person even found out they had it. That's the same way with racism and the, the, the heinous atrocity of injustice of the heart. It spreads to our children. It spreads before you even realize that the seed of it was there. And so now we must take the next step so that we do not under-respond or delay in our respondents. Because to delay would be to embrace denial of the critical hour that we live in. And we must respond as the body of Christ, as the church, and even at the highest response is that as a, a member of the body of Christ. The second and lowest response, which is necessary, is as a citizen of these United States of America. If you don't do it as a member of the body, then do it as a member of the United States. How many of you can think that's a really great idea? And we will not under-respond and we will not delay in our response. And this requires that we have a united response and an effective, timely, and immediate response. We must be united, and we must have an effective and timely response. And what I do suggest, I have six, I don't run for public office, remember I'm a pastor, I have six proposals for Senate resolution on my desk. And I also have a resolution that will unite law enforcement and the community in one week. And it'll set a standard so that no one will come into our communities with any ill intent on their mind without understanding that we do embrace the idea that united we stand, but divided we fall. And as a nation, I feel like it's time for us to become united. If you agree with that, put your hands together. 
That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Come on, give him a hand clap again. All right, let's stand to our feet. How many of you enjoyed this? Before we finish, we're just going to pray out and we want to uh, prepare a little time for the children. Uh, the officer is going to provide a vehicle that they can look in and have a, and we can take pictures and I want to take a picture too. <laughs> so let me get mine to say what I'm saying. I'll get out there. I get to ride in the car. Amen. If what, what's your family member, can you just grab their hand right next to you? Or, or whatever you're comfortable with. You know, pastor get in trouble a lot these days. So, you know, I just going to say family member. I want to pray that we really grasp the mind of God for this time. We really grasp the intent of God during this time. We really grasp the unity that we must come together in during this time. So, Father, we thank you. I thank you for this day. We thank you for this time. Father, we pray that there will be no division. Break the wall of division in the body. Break the wall of division in your church, God. Help us to learn to be one. Help us to come together, God. One heart, one mind, one spirit. For you are not divided, God. So, God, we pray that every stumbling block that stood in the front of us, that stands in the face of us, we tear it down now. And we pray, God, that from this day forward, we have marching orders to come to unity. That we unify around your spirit. You said it's not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. So, God, we come and say, be God. We love you. We honor you. We thank you this day. Father, I pray that wisdom, knowledge, and understanding beyond all our years be upon us. Strength, might. Lord, I pray the spirit of might hit us powerfully. That we will not be ashamed of the gospel these days. We will not hide what you tell us to say. You say, whenever I say something, speak what I say. Father, help us to not hide your word, but say what you say. And we thank you for it right now. Lord, we thank you for unity, abundance, clarity, and love. And above all else, just love. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God a hand clap. Amen. Amen. You can hug if you want, but before you leave, I need two big smiles, at least two people. Show them what you got in your mouth. Come on. No matter if you're blinging, slinging or jinging, just give them a big smile and give them two. And, and if you give them a hug, tell them you love their love and we will see you soon.